episode of the Friends in Beauty podcast is sponsored by the Keep It Real Challenge. If you want to learn my process for how I record and edit a month of reels in one hour, that's exactly what I'm going to be covering in the Keep It Real Challenge. This is something that I do all the time. So over a five-day period, I'm going to be taking you through my process of research, planning, finding my audio, setting my goals, choosing outfits, everything, recording and editing, everything that you need to know about creating Reels is gonna be in that challenge because I don't know if you've heard, but Reels is the new wave on Instagram and it's a surefire way to increase your visibility and engagement on the platform. So if you haven't been doing Reels, you definitely wanna jump on the bandwagon, okay? And at the end of the Keep It Real Challenge, you have the opportunity to enter the Keep It Real bonus where you have the chance to win $100 for creating a reel, okay? So all of the details are gonna be inside of the challenge. I don't wanna give away too much information, but what you need to do right now, if you're interested, is text me at 202-519-4652. Text me the words challenge accepted if you want more information on how to enter that challenge when details are dropped. You'll be the first to know, okay? I hope to see you in the Keep It Real Challenge. Now, let's get back to the episode. I was just real. In that video, my hair was messed up. It was the morning. I legit probably still had crust in my eyes and I was in my my over, my husband's oversized t-shirt, but I was just being real um, and speaking the truth. And so I, sometimes I feel like we get so caught up in creating an image and having perfectly curated content when it's just like, for real, just start where you are with what you have and be honest and real because people will connect with it and relate with it. Welcome to the Friends in Beauty podcast, a safe space for ambitious beauty industry creatives to have real talk, get real answers and practical tools to grow their businesses. My name is Aquia Robinson, and I'm a makeup artist, beauty educator, and the creator of Friends in Beauty. I created Friends in Beauty to support like-minded creatives, just like you, on their quest to connect, network, and build genuine relationships within the beauty community. Join me every week as me and my special guests reveal the keys to success and longevity in the beauty industry, and most importantly, have fun while doing it. You ready? Hey, what's up? It's your best friend in beauty, Aquia Robinson. Welcome back to another episode of the Friends in Beauty podcast. I am so happy to have you here with me, and I hope you're listening to this episode in high spirits and in good health. If you are a friend in beauty, I welcome you to join the Friends in Beauty Facebook community. If you're looking for a community of like-minded, ambitious friends in beauty to virtually connect with, network, and share resources, then click the link down below in the show description to join our community. And I'll be there to welcome you with open arms. Also, follow Friends in Beauty on all social media platforms at Friends in Beauty. What I like to do is something called the Friends in Beauty Friday feature, where every Friday I spotlight a different friend in beauty and their accomplishments. So no matter how big or small you think it is, I want to shout you out. I want to send you some good vibes. So all you have to do is use the hashtag FIB Friday feature, tag Friends in Beauty on something that you have accomplished, and I'll share it with the community. Additionally, the Friends and Beauty podcast is available on several platforms. We're on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google, YouTube, you name it. And whatever platform you are listening from right now, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning into the Friends and Beauty podcast. I truly appreciate you so much. And I would love it even further if you took the time to leave a five-star rating, a review, a comment, a like, a share, a subscribe, a something to let me know how you feel about the Friends and Beauty podcast. I would absolutely love it. 
And also, I have to tell you that you should join the Friends and Beauty mailing list tribe if you haven't already because they are the first to know about all things Friends and Beauty. And I send out different business resources, tips, and advice throughout the week. So if that's something that you're interested in, the link for that will be in the description as well. And last but not least, the most important thing is to share the Friends and Beauty podcast with your other friends in beauty, your family, your friends, Anybody that you think could benefit from the information that is being shared, share, share, share a way to help me grow the Friends and Beauty community. Now, on this episode of the Friends and Beauty podcast, I welcome esthetician and creator of True Glow Expert Skincare, Anastasia Unz, to the Friends and Beauty guest chair. Anastasia has been an esthetician for nine years and currently owns and operates Chimera Spa. There, she specializes in treating hyperpigmentation and acne in people of color. Aside from running her spa, Anastasia is a published author of two books, Spot Remover, which is available on Amazon, and Ingredients to Run From. She's also the host of a podcast called The Glow Getter Podcast, wrote as a contributor to Dermascope Magazine, Cools.com, Dermstore.com, The Clog, and has been featured in an exclusive article in 2190. I had such a great time chatting with Anastasia. In this interview, she shares why she chose to open Chimera Spa, how she keeps herself grounded as a giver, how she got into product development and her process for creating True Glow Expert skincare, how a very real moment went viral on TikTok selling out her store two times, some unpopular opinions about skincare and what most people don't do in their skincare routines that's vital and so much more. This was such a fun and informative interview. Oh my gosh. I've known Anastasia for years, so it was truly a pleasure to catch up with her in this way, and I learned so much about her and skincare. Let's go ahead and jump into this chat with Anastasia, and I promise if you're listening, you're going to want to tune in on YouTube to see Anastasia's hidden talent. That's all I'm going to say. Let's go ahead and jump into it. Enjoy. Welcome to the Friends and Beauty Podcast, Anastasia. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. I'm super excited to have you. Oh my gosh, this has been a long time coming for us because we're definitely friends in beauty for real. So super excited to to have you on the podcast for you to share your experience and talking about your spa, your products and everything. But before we jump into the interview, Mm -hmm. I want to start off with some icebreakers so we can get to know you a little bit outside of beauty. Okay. So the first one, just give us three random facts about you. Um, I'm left-handed. Uh, I have twins, girl boy twins, and I love music. That was actually my first career is music. Okay, what were you doing in the music? I was an audio engineer. Nice, that's dope. Yeah. I love that. That's so that's different. Okay. Yeah. I have these things, these pod decks here. One is a would you rather and a what the heck? Which one do you want? Uh, would you rather because we play this at home <laughs> okay would you rather but I don't know if these are the ones you play at no, home. no 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 with these, the babies <laughs> be, be crazy um no it's like lately I've been getting the same ones lately no nope, I don't like that one either uh, I need to rest I need to um shuffle these <laughs> I'm getting like some of the same ones that I've seen before you sound like you're good at that. 
Oh, okay. This one is interesting. This one is, would you rather never be able to use search engines again or never use smartphone apps again? I would say never use smartphone apps again, because if I can use a search engine, then I can find a web-based software to like replace the app. Yeah. Okay. Look, I was thinking the opposite. I'm like, if I don't use search engines again, then I can use the apps to search. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Make yourself up. That was um, a good one. Yeah, I like that one. I like that one a lot. Do you have any hidden talents? Um, <laughs> I can flip my ankles backwards. What? What do you mean? <laughs> I'm double jointed in my ankles so I can flip my feet to face the back. <laughs> I've never seen that before. That's different. Okay. Uh, I can point the camera down if you want to see. Look, look, look I want to see. I don't know about it, I guess. <laughs> Hold <laughs> on. This is exciting. This is a Frizzle Beauty first. So if you are watching, you have to watch. If you're listening, then you have to watch. Have to watch. Basically, I'm just afflicted, okay? I'm afflicted. <laughs> what? Y'all. Y'all have to see this. <laughs> That is oh, fascinating. I'm so I like stuff like that. That's fascinating to me. Okay, girl. Okay. That's my party trick. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Other than your party trick, what do people always tell you that you're good at? <sighs> Talking. <laughs> Talking too much. <laughs> hey, ain't nothing wrong with that. When is the last time that you did something for the first time? Mm. I don't know. This panorama has us being really cautious these days on what we do. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, last time. I don't know. My, my life has been pretty like a repeating circle. Go to work, go to home, work home, work home. So mm -hmm. I'm born right now. <laughs> okay, okay. If you weren't the CEO of Camara Spa, like mm -hmm. what else could you see yourself doing? Um, I would probably be doing something like creative with my hands, um, either back in the music industry recording, um, or like getting into like graphic design or just like, I don't know, being like a, a professional, like DIY crafter person. Like I love making stuff and being, you know, hands-on. I just like making with my hands so it'll probably be something anything along those lines yes I've definitely seen some of the stuff that you've done you're very creative <laughs> thank you <laughs> thank you thank you so much for sharing all of that with us especially your party trick like <laughs> the first on the friends of beauty podcast <laughs> I love it <laughs> so we can go in and jump into go ahead and jump into the interview anytime I interview people that I know I've been forgetting to ask them this question but do you remember how we met Oh, I think okay. I remember. I think I remember it was, oh shoot, don't get me to lying. Was it at AJ Crimson's uh, like workshop? Was I it? Think, I think it was. And I know that, I know this, I remember the second time we met, it was at this fashion show in Silver Spring. It was me, you and Jackie. I remember that. 
Yeah. I think the first time we met was at AJ Crimson's like foundation class. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I can see that. I can see. I, I definitely remember seeing you at the, um, the thing in Silver Spring mm-hmm. so for sure. But that's interesting. I always ask people that just like random, like, do you remember? Cause it's been so long. It's been, yeah. it's been a, a while. I'm not old. <laughs> Yeah. So overall, like, what do you, what would you say, like, your relationship with beauty was before you jumped into aesthetics? Oh, it. I was in it like hook, line, and sinker. Actually, like when I was in high school, I was watching like Michelle Phan, like doing like YouTube videos and tutorials on makeup. I just knew I wanted to be like a professional makeup artist. Like when my senior year in college, I was like, okay. I mean, my senior year in high school, I was like, okay. Either I'm going into makeup or I'm going into music. I had an interview with Mac and then I had my waiting for my acceptance letter for full sale. And I was like, okay, if I get this job at Mac, I'm going to become a makeup artist. And if I don't, I'm going to go into the music industry. I did so bad. (laughs) All my hands on. I thought I was, you know, I thought it was, I thought it was the shit. Um, But no, it was so bad in hindsight. So I went to full sale um whole time like still doing makeup for my friends like doing makeup on you know the um projects for the film students at my school like doing little odd gigs here and there and I just knew I was going to be like you know the next you know mama pat but the world and my life had other plans for me but I was always still interested in beauty uh when I moved back from Maryland when I moved back to Maryland from New York Um, I knew I wanted to get more education as a makeup artist. So there's not really like a real makeup school here. So Mm -hmm. it was either like go to cosmetology school or go to aesthetic school. My mom was a hairstylist. So I knew I did not want to go into that because she was like standing long hours. Legit, my decision was, can I sit or stand? And aesthetics, I can sit. (laughs) That's (laughs) legit. Like, (laughs) right. So I wanted to like take their makeup course in the aesthetics program, but I ended up just falling in love with everything else that the course had to offer. And at the time I had really bad skin, like really bad skin. And I like, I made the like decision to myself, like if I could help my skin, I can help anybody else's skin. Uh And so from there, it was just like snowball of just diving into the science of skin and learning how to care for skin and people of color because there's not a lot of education for estheticians on how to care for our own skin if you're a person of color so Mm -hmm. I really went out and had to like search and find that information to kind of make myself be um an expert in that in that part of the field Mm -hmm. I love that what did you go to um New York for um, I grad when I graduated college, my first job was at a recording studio there, and me and my uh, then fiance moved to New York together so we could like both, you know, live the dream, working in the music industry, working in the studio, you know, at night, and um, working for a music marketing company during the day. And um, I found out I was being blessed with my twins. And girl, that New York life was hard. <laughs> I was tired of struggling. I said, mama, I want to come home. So we came home and started our family with my babies. <laughs> what school did you go to for aesthetics? So at the time, it was um, Fortis Institute. Um, unfortunately, my school has since closed. A lot of beauty schools are closing down, but I went to Fortis Institute for aesthetics. Okay. okay. What was your experience like once you um, got your certificate, your certification? 
so I was still trying to hold on to I think I was still trying to hold on a little bit to like my old like career um and then I finally just made the dive and I my first job was at a massage envy and it was a different experience to say the least from like having a steady paycheck to then not having steady income and having my income be like based on the amount of clients that I saw um that was not a great first experience, but it did give me incentives to like hustle and build my own clientele. And then also to really keep and make myself memorable to the clients that I did have so I could keep, you know, making money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what was that transition? Like, what was the, I guess, the decision that you made to open up your own establishment? Ooh, that was a decision that was like, kind of made out of frustration because my last position I was in, um, I was store manager of a European wax center. And that job was so stressful. Like the, the, I wouldn't even say the fast pace because I was used to that to a lot of other jobs that I was working in, but like the personalities and the management. And I was just like, I could do this better. I could, I could do this better than this. Like, and I was like, like, I can do this better than this. You know, I had seen my mom run and own her own salon, like multiple salons. I was like, mm-hmm. I can do better than this on my own. So I made a decision to leave and open up my own spa. And it wasn't that it wasn't that scary of a transition for me because I had seen it done before with the women in my life. So um, it was just like plan, um, connect and network as much as I could. And then I made the leap. I got a little studio and um, got started on my own. Nice. What's a typical um, day in the life look like when you're running your business? Yeah. So on the days I'm not working, I'm like doing like bookkeeping and creating content for social media um, or, um, you know, create thinking of ideas and promotions for the business. Um, on the days where I'm actually in the spa, I start my day a little bit later. I don't take my first client until three, but that works out with me, you know, being a mom and being available to like take the kids to and from school. Um, I take my, I come in about an hour early, um, turn on all my machines, heat up my wax, heat up my steamer, um, do a spot check, make sure everything is like clean, um, then I go on my books and see who I have for the day, try to get myself like mentally prepared. Sometimes you got to prepare yourself for like certain clients <laughs> or, you know, have the mental patience or just like the, your, yourself grounded to be a giver, have, like have your energy right to be a giver. Um, and I'll pull out their folders. I keep a file on like their um, previous treatments and what their goals are, what products they have, so I can know like what we're working towards. Um, and then I just, I take my clients and I customize everybody's treatment that day for what their skin is telling me that it needs. Um, and I make sure we rebook, I make sure that we get, you know, some feedback on the services and stuff, because that's really the key to like having repeat clientele and educating them as well. Yeah. Right. Right. Any challenges in operating your business by yourself? Ooh, child. I do, how much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole episode. 
Right. Uh, one of my biggest challenges for me has been like the financial aspect of running a business. Um, I have what's called dyscalculia, and it's like the numeric version of dyslexia. So like numbers and processes are really hard for me. And um, I have to push myself to do them. Sometimes I don't. Um, because just like the anxiety of like being bad in math and like not wanting to mess up. Um, also, one of the challenges for me has been um, like maintaining my mental health and not just like putting my head down and going, 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 going. Um, but like taking time to like take a break for myself um, so I don't get burned out. Because then when you're burned out, you can't be creative and you can't be a good problem solver. Um, and also some of the issues that I feel like it's like one thing for me, I'm very like, this is my business. This is my baby. And so I try not to take things personally, but I feel like a lot of times I can, I can, and I do, because it's like, wow, this is like, this is something that I've built and created from the ground up. And I don't want people to like disrespect that because it's so precious to me. And so I try like to not take certain things personally, especially when it comes to like a customer service point of view. So, right. yeah. <laughs> I love that. Thanks for sharing that. Any rewarding parts of running the business? Yeah. As for my, the one big thing is just like helping people with their skin. You know, I have um, clients who are coming to just get like maintenance and stuff done. But also I have people who have real skin troubles like acne and dark spots. And when you hear them say, oh, I've tried everything and I've been to everyone and nothing's worked. And when they come and see me and they get the experience of working with me and they begin to see results, that's really rewarding. Mm -hmm. It kind of makes you feel like you have superpowers, you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, because where this person was like really down on themselves and their confidence was taking a hit from the stuff that I can do with them, it helps, it helps them um, to, you know, feel better about themselves. So I really like that. That's really rewarding. Seeing I love that. <laughs> I love that. Do you currently have a team of anybody that's um, working with you? No, I did. I did. And that's another struggle of being an entrepreneur is like hiring staff and having yep. people that are as committed to the vision as you are. So, um, and that was another thing with the European Wax Center. Sometimes you don't have people that are like have the same fire as you do. Um, and that's a whole learning experience in itself as being um, a manager. So at this time, I don't have a team, but it's, I'm definitely still looking for people who are passionate and professional and, you know, want to do this for the long haul. Yeah, definitely. Do you have any systems in place that help you with your daily operations since you're, you're doing this by yourself? Yeah, I'm a I'm a big techie nerd person. So I have scheduling software that I use from Vagaro, um, Canva. I also use I have um, a social media calendar. I use the heck out of my reminders app on my phone. Mm -hmm. um, like my iPad, you can't miss me like without my iPad. I'm like always writing stuff down and taking notes and um, screenshotting things. Like my technology is very much a part of my everyday life and it helps to keep me organized. Yes, I love that. I love that. Thanks for sharing that. Cause I'm a techie person too. So all the, all the tech give it to me. I, I love that for yes. sure. 
Um, let's talk about product production because I know you have like the true glow expert skincare. So I would yeah. love to know like what was that process like for getting it to where it is now, like the different iterations of it, the product production, yeah. all the fun stuff. Ooh, that's been a big whole learning experience in itself. I was very much invested in creating a skincare line that was for people of color, that was made by a person of color. <laughs> Skin RX. Um, <laughs> um, that was made for a person of color that had real results. And like, I'm not knocking anybody's hustle, but from an esthetician standpoint, when you see a lot of people that are making like, scrubs and body butters at home but they're not really grounded in science um it kind of like it kind of puts a fire under you to make something that you know from a professional um, and cosmetic chemistry standpoint that's going to work on people's skin mm -hmm. so I actually um took an online course for cosmetics chemistry it was a nine-month course um and it taught me everything I needed to know about formulation um, and product ingredient knowledge, um, stability testing, um, um, uh, in, in vivo and in vitro like testing and stuff like that. So it gave me a lot of information to learn how to make, you know, real effective skincare products. And um, I just like built the formulas um, in basically Excel because you, it's like a recipe. Um, and then you just like, in, on paper, it will work, but until you make it, sometimes you don't know if it'll work or not. So you tweak the formula, you tweak the recipe here and there until you get the final result that you're looking for. And I knew I wanted to have a full like line from like the cleanser, toner, moisturizer, exfoliation. The only thing I can't make is sunscreen because there's different testing involved, but I wanted people to have a full skincare line mm -hmm. that they can use. Um, and it originally it was just me selling the line like in my spa for my clients but I like blew up accidentally on TikTok yes. <laughs> and my online store like sold out two times and that was a big blessing for me and like now I'm back to having um before I was just selling selling and like drowning in orders and not being able to like balance work and the skincare line but like a lot of people gave me advice. And so I'm going back to doing drops. So February 25th is the next drop. And so that way I can stay more organized <laughs> and control the order. So it's just going to be like consistent, like drops so that I don't get like over my head again. Yeah, I love that. So you said your products, you accidentally went viral on TikTok mm -hmm. and your products yes. sold out. Yeah. Okay. What was that viral moment? It, when I say it was so on accident, like I feel kind of bad with how on accident it was. Cause like, That's I was, how it is. <laughs> and you know, I'm going to take my blessings where I get it because it was legit like eight in the morning or so I was sitting at the table, eating breakfast with my kids, scrolling through TikTok, And I'm seeing like all this misinformation about skincare on my timeline. I was getting like, so like pissed off. <laughs> and so I was like, um, you know what, I'm gonna make a video and post it on my TikTok page. And I did a video like you guys, um, the, uh, the truth about uh, you want to know why your skincare products don't work is because you're getting it from the wrong sources, you're getting it from influencers. You know, I was talking about like, um, what dehydration is versus dry skin, how to exfoliate the differences between a toner and blah, blah, blah. And it was just like, 
a 60 minute video and I posted it and walked away from it. And the next morning, my phone like was like pa like pages and pages of notifications. And so when you see that, like what what like what the hell happened? <laughs> I went on Instagram. I was like, no, it's not Instagram. And I checked my you know all my and then I hit TikTok and it was just like thousands of like views. And within the course of like two days, I gained over three hundred eighty thousand followers on my TikTok page. <laughs> Hold up, wait, hold up. You said 380,000? Yeah. What? Right. <laughs> that is so dope. And it was so amazing because it was full of, my my videos were just full of people asking questions of, okay, oh, like how do I wash my face? And what's the difference between salicylic acid and glycolic acid? And I was just so happy to give them truthful and real information from the horse's mouth and not you know something that may not have been actual or factual or from a company who was just like trying to sell them product so um that was like something that was like a real blessing for me and then by default I guess my my true glow skincare link was in my bio and they just went to my page and started buying up products and when they say preparation is the keys to success if I didn't have all those things in place that would have been a missed opportunity so I was glad that I was prepared for it in that aspect there was other aspects I was not prepared <laughs> I love that oh my gosh so I had a question I hope that it did not miss me so okay so I want to know because we're content creators mm -hmm. so what about that viral moment do you think was different from what you have done before that didn't go viral i was just real in that video my hair was messed up it was the morning i legit probably still had crust in my eyes and i was in my my oversight my husband's oversized t-shirt but i was just being real um and speaking the truth and so i sometimes i feel like we get so caught up and creating an image and having perfectly curated content when it's just like for real just start where you are with what you have and be honest and real because people will connect with it and relate with it because people can tell when it's just you know stuff tied up in a pretty bow and packaged versus when it's something that you're really passionate about so I think that's what made it blow up the way it did because it was just real I was waving my spoon in the screen because I had a bowl of cereal in front of me so it was not pretty oh and I was not proud <laughs> but it hit home for people because of the the facts and the truth that was in it I love that. Congratulations. That's fantastic. Thank you. I love that. Wow. So about these products. Yeah. So I'm get all topic. So the products that you offer for your um your true glow expert skincare, is that like the basics of what a skincare routine should entail? Yeah. Um, so right now, my so my skincare line focuses on one specific group of people and it's people of color but it's uh um the products are made for people who have hyperpigmentation or dark spots and acne so everything in the line is geared towards treating those two things so that you can have a really like nice complexion but um right now it's two cleansers one is just like a cleanser for every skin type um, that won't overstrip or dry your skin. And then the other one is an exfoliating cleanser because you you need both. But other than that, everything that I have is just like to make sure that you have everything you need for your routine. And I number them um, so that you as the client knows what order to use them in so that like um, 
you're using them in the right order. So you'll know, okay, number one is my cleanser. Number two is my toner. Number three is my exfoliation step. And then my moisturizer. And then you, I have serums and stuff sprinkled in that you can apply and uh, use for your, um, your skincare routine. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about this unpopular opinion of Shea Butter. <laughs> Shea Butter. Uh-oh. Like, what is the scientific reason behind like not using Shea Butter like on the face? Yeah. In so it's because of um, a concept called, um, it's because of its commutogenics. That means its ability to clog um, and congest pores. Um, there are lots of different oils, and if you um, like put them on a scale on how likely one is to clog your pores and how likely one is to clog your pores, um, shea butter is closely towards the side that is more likely to clog your pores. Same with like cocoa butter, things that are like very thick and viscous and that don't um, go well with your skin's natural oils. So that's why shea butter on your face is not a great um, product to use because it's more likely to clog the pores on your skin or like just sit on top of it and not let moisture in or out. Yeah. What's something, um, I just thought about this, but what's something that you see your clients not really know that they're supposed to do Mm -hmm. as a part of their skincare routine? Say for example, like anytime I've, well, when I started getting into doing one-on-one makeup lessons with people, Mm -hmm. like everyday women in particular, they did not realize that they had to set their foundation with powder. Mm. like that sort of thing like oh that's why your foundation's been slipping off because yes so it's something like like that that people don't realize like needs to be done yeah two it's two things the first thing is they don't know they need to it's all based actually a lot of it is based around washing their face and like that's one of the most overlooked things to having healthy skin one make sure you're washing your face day and night but two a lot of people don't know you need to wash your face twice because it's like shampooing your hair. Like when you first put the shampoo in your hair, it's not gonna bubble up like it really should because you have product and stuff and build up on it. That's like not making it foam. And then when you go with the shampoo the second time, that's when you get the good lather going and your scalp gets nice and clean and your hair smells good. It's the same thing for your face. The first cleanse is to break up all the oil, dirt, debris, you know, sleep, uh, drool, makeup, whatever you have going on your face. And then the second cleanse is to like get that deep clean going, letting the ingredients in your cleanser penetrate your skin, like the extracts and the botanicals and stuff that are in your cleanser help you with your skin. And they also don't know that you should be watching, washing each time for 60 seconds. So like I tell people sing the theme song to the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air because it's exactly like one minute, you know, do that two times. Um, Mm -hmm. And then the second thing is a lot of black women don't know that we need to wear sunscreen every day. It's like, oh, black don't crack. Yeah, black don't crack, but it can get spotty. So you need to wear that sunscreen so that you keep your complexion eat even in, and you know, that you don't, you know, end up looking like a leather purse. <laughs> yes, I love that. Black don't crack, but it can get spotty. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. Oh my God, I love that. Do you have any um, skincare or skin prep tips for makeup artists that they could use to like just enhance the experience for um, their clients? Because I know most people do like toner, cleanser, moisturizer, mm-hmm. but what's something else that they can throw in there to kind of like, enhance that experience yeah um peel keeping peel pads in your kit 
I love that because it helps your foundation just lay more evenly because you're giving the skin like a nice exfoliation before you put their product on. Also, another time I did a reality show called Icy Loves Coco. And I did um, like glue on like gems on this one girl. And she had a, like an immediate allergic reaction to the glue. Like her skin got so red and I was about to die. Cause I was like, oh Lord, why, how did I mess up this model's face? But I had a container of um, a product from Dermalogica that's designed to like help with like allergic reactions and take down redness and cool the skin. So like having something mm -hmm. in your kit for allergic reactions, like um, hydrocortisone or like a calming, soothing gel for if anyone has allergic reaction will like save your butt. Mm -hmm. I love that. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> I definitely love the peel packs. I never, I never thought about having something in there for allergic reactions. I normally ask people like, are you allergic to anything? And they're like, not that I know of. I'm like, well, we right. gonna find out today. <laughs> we gonna find out today. And we found out that day. So I was glad I was prepared. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And most people, when you when you think about allergic reactions too, I know a lot of people have latex allergies. So even mm -hmm. with the glue, like the lash glue that I keep in my kit, I always just carry like latex free glue. Yeah. Whatever, because most people don't even think, think about it. I never thought lash. about that. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's smart. Mm -hmm. yes. Oh my God, this has been amazing. Do you have any other um, business ventures that you're involved in or you just focus on Camera Spa? So actually, I'm more focusing on my skincare line because my name is Anastasia and I want to be the next Anastasia Beverly Hills, but of like skincare um, and having a full like skincare line. Like I want to blow that up, actually, because I've been an esthetician for 10 years and it's, you know, kind of catching up to a girl physically. <laughs> Okay. So I'm moving into having my skincare brand um, be my main venture. And also I've been developing for the past five years, um, a hydrogel like sheet mask that's specifically for your intimate areas to help like lighten and brighten um, ingrown hairs and dark spots. And that's been a passion project of mine for a really long time. So right now I'm in the process of like trying to raise funds for my initial order with the manufacturer. So that's another thing that's been like my main like big focus because I can see that blowing up big time, especially as someone who does like vajayshals and waxing treatments a lot. It's a big issue for a lot of women, so. Okay, okay. How do you <laughs> feel about people posting like those before and afters of waxing? The of the, of the cootie cats? Um, I don't, I don't feel any type of way about it. It's not something I would personally do, but I know there's like a lot of like older estheticians who are, or, or not necessarily older estheticians, but some people are just like, oh, that's just nasty or that's just too much. Um, but like, if you did a good job on that wax, like show it off, you know, but it's probably wouldn't be something I would do. I might show like an underarm or like a leg, you know, <laughs> or like an eyebrow or lip, but I, pro I probably wouldn't show I wouldn't show that. And also, I don't think my clients would let me. <laughs> right, it's like, let me take a picture. <laughs> no, they're like, uh, don't be advertising my um, intimate bits on the internet. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This has been amazing. Oh, my gosh. I learned so much about you today. Like, this is so <laughs> cool. I love this. Like, when you're, when this is all said and done, like, when your mm -hmm. vision is all realized and everything, like, what are you working on your legacy to be? I'm not trying to cry. 
(laughs) (laughs) No, but I just want to make sure that my my children are secure. Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't care what I got to do. That's why my business is named Chimera Spa. My son's, my kids' names are King and Amira. And I just put their names together for my business because everything I do in this world and my life is for them. I grew up in a situation where my life wasn't always so stable um, or where we weren't always so financially fluid. Um, We had big, big, big ups and big, big downs. And that does something to you as a kid where you don't feel secure and safe. And so that's what I want to be able to put into place now for my kids so that, you know, they can be, have college pay for that they can, you know, have some money set aside for them in a mutual fund or stocks or whatever, just building generational wealth because it wasn't built for us and just breaking those generational curses. So um, I don't really care. Like, I know that it's my, my passion is skin. Um, but I really don't care what it is that I'm doing, but I'm good. Whatever I'm going to do, I'm going to do my best at it. And I'm going to do it to make sure my kids are taken care of. Yes, I love it. I love that. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing with us today. Before you go, I have to ask you the Friends of Beauty rapid fire questions. Okay. <laughs> so whatever comes to your mind first, just spit it out. You'll be great. Okay. <laughs> so the first one is, what are the top three keys to your success so far? Uh, creativity, perseverance, and reflection. Mm-hmm. How do you measure your success? Whether or not I'm stressed, <laughs> whether or not I feel accomplished, and I'm be straight up what my bank account is looking like. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. What's the best advice you ever received? The best advice I ever received was um, a saying that someone told me. It says, anger is like driving a car without a steering wheel. No one's in control. Ooh. <laughs> I love that. So I love that's, that. Okay. That's helped me. <laughs> I love that. What advice would you give to someone who, I guess, is an esthetician who has been working, you know, for the in the industry for a while, but they're just like, mm, I don't know. I, like, I'm passionate about it, but I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm not seeing the results that I want to, you know, see. See, Yeah. I would say it it would be probably be two things. One, learn as much as you can, because the more that you know, the more indispensable you are, the more um, reputation that you have, trust that you can build in your clients and your colleagues. And then the second thing is to make your own lane. Being an esthetician doesn't have to be just seeing clients anymore. You can create your own career path in skincare. You can become a writer for you know, beauty magazines, you can be an online consultation, um, skincare guru, you can make your own skincare products, like you can do whatever it lashes, whatever, you can make your own lane. You just have to be creative and make a plan and execute it and keep at it because um, you're not always gonna see the results right away, but if you keep at it, you will. Absolutely. Um, you shared a lot of resources already but what's a resource that has like helped you in your business that you can share with the friends and beauty community mm. my local sba small business association um podcast i am a podcast like crackhead because i feel like there's so much information and also audiobooks um one of audiobooks 
that helped uh, help me actually was from an uh, esthetician mentor of mine named Joelle Lee. She is Michelle Obama's esthetician, but she's like way more than that. Um, she's an educator. She's, you know, a guru. She's like my mama in skincare, but her book um, on treating hyperpigmentation, like in her workshop on it was just so integral to my career and becoming knowledgeable in black skincare because for her, there were no resources, none. And so all of uh, everything by Joelle Lee, just look it up, read it. You will benefit from it so much. Okay, and it's so great to be able to be like a pioneer for like this movement, so to say, of like bringing, you know, skincare for, you know, black people, mm -hmm. people of color yeah. um, to the forefront. Cause it's not a thing, like even in the marketing of skincare, it's like, yeah. so we don't have skin too? Like, so. Right, no, no, it's black people, but we just say of color. To be, oh, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, for, it's for the melanated. <laughs> Love it. So the last one, I just want you to fill in the blank and say, "My name is blank," and the key to longevity and success is whatever you think it is. My name is Anastasia, and the key to longevity and success is um, not getting stuck in one idea that may not be working for you, or pivoting if that's so to speak. I love that. Not getting stuck to one idea and not pivoting. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for sharing. Before you go, share all of your social media information, your website, wherever you want people to find you, your TikTok. I need to find this, this viral video so I can post it for the people. <laughs> oh, it's so, it's so like nerve wracking when people, you know, be like, oh, I see you on TikTok. I'm like, you don't perceive me. Um, <laughs> So my website is Chimera Spa, K-I-M-E-E-R-A.com. And my Instagram and my Twitter is all Chimera Spa. Um, my True Glow, oh, and my TikTok is Chimera Spa as well. Um, my True Glow expert skincare products um, can be found at mytrueglow.com, M-Y-T-R-U-E-G-L-O. So that's glow without the w.com um and the uh instagram is also my true glow okay yay thank you so much thank you for having me thank you for this opportunity to you know share this time with you i really appreciate it absolutely hey. thanks for listening to the friends in beauty podcast don't forget sharing is caring share this episode with at least one friend in beauty and subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts so that other friends and beauty can find this show. Plus, we'd love to hear your feedback. Connect with us on all social media platforms at Friends and Beauty, hashtag Friends and Beauty to join the conversation and join our Friends and Beauty Facebook community to stay connected. Talk to you soon.